This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi there, it's Bunny Michael, and welcome to Exo Higher Self, the podcast where you send me your questions and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. How are you, sweethearts? I've missed you. I'm here at home and it's snowing outside. There's something about the snow that seems to stop time and I love how it makes me stop whatever I'm doing and just watch it fall. It has this powerful way of putting people in the present moment. I think because it moves differently, like it's floating as it comes down. It's the holiday season, and for a lot of us, this holiday is going to look different. Some of us may be spending it alone. So I encourage you to take advantage of this space for something new and incorporate a little ritual for your higher self. It could be writing a letter to your higher self about the things you're grateful for. It could be asking your higher self a question you need guidance on. It could be writing a list of what you want to do in the new year to be nicer to yourself. Put on some soothing music, light some sage, do whatever you need to do to mark the occasion in celebration of spirit. Even though Christmas is a Christian holiday and I don't identify as Christian, I still like to think about the story, the story of the birth of Jesus, not in a literal sense, but in a symbolic one. The birth of Christ can be thought about like the realization of spirit within us all, the immaculate conception of love. What is it that you want to make manifest in the world? What form will your message of love take? Every day is a new opportunity to show up for all that you deserve. You're more capable than you realize. You're stronger than you allow yourself to believe. You are a gift. There is no other you and there will never be another you. What could be more magical than that? Okay, it's time to start the questions. Hi, Bunny. My question for you is how to be more loving and accepting rather than judgmental and bitter and cynical. Um, I find like my default is to judge people. And I know that it's a direct correlation with how I view myself. I have pretty low self-esteem and I'm not that confident. So I feel like sometimes I'm quick to judge someone or I make an assumption about a person and I, I would just, I want to have more acceptance and love for myself and for the people around me. So what are some tips on improving that and just having more acceptance in your heart and not be so quick to be critical? Thank you. Well, the first step is to be aware of the judgments and assumptions you're making. And that is the hardest hurdle, self-awareness. So you are actually doing an amazing job. Look, we're all brought up in a world that is designed to put people in hierarchies of self-worth. It's literally how our world functions. 
That is the downside of capitalism. We have made money a measure of human value. It doesn't have to be that way. And in many ways, we're changing. We're reimagining how to align the collective systems of the world with the principles of equality and moral accountability. But we are still a long way off. And one way that we can do the work that needs to be done in our personal lives is to decondition our own minds from believing that these hierarchies are real. Just because we have organized society based on the belief that some people are more deserving of others doesn't mean we have to see other people or ourselves that way. This personal journey of self-awareness to the truth of our oneness is guided by our higher selves, the part of us that has always known our wholeness, our worth, and the worthiness of all living beings. From the vision of higher self, we are all children of love, here to serve love's purpose by healing our minds and helping others heal too. But this road isn't easy, and this judgmental mind you're confronting comes from a very real sense of self-preservation in this culture. It comes from the need to separate yourself from others because from that point of view, there's no other way to survive. This perspective is the opposite of higher self, and you can call it the ego. Our egos have created these hierarchies, and the ego is in control of our thoughts most of the time. The ego is the default thought system for most of the world, and it is reinforced by our environment. The ego is clever, but not wise. It's persistent, but not courageous. And it takes pleasure in your pain because it's your pain that keeps it in control. It needs you to feel unworthy in order for you to defend it at all costs. The ego is so freaking sneaky that it will disguise itself as higher self, judging you for being judgmental. That's how sneaky it is. Higher self doesn't judge. Higher self is so totally compassionate and non-judgmental that higher self sees your moments in the ego as a child who is crying over a lost toy. Higher self is there to just remind you of how you are worthy of so much more. It's a loving reminder. That's it. So as we continue on our path of asking ourselves, who's speaking our egos, or our higher self, we have to remember the moment we become self-critical and shameful and guilty, the ego has crept in. Higher self knows that's not who you truly are. And higher self is patient because higher self knows you're human and you live in this world and you're a student and growth comes from love, not shame. So all I have to say is keep going. You're already doing it perfectly. Hi Bunny. Um, lately I've been really worrying and kind of convincing myself that my loved ones are gonna get into some kind of harm or die. Um, my dad has had depression since I can remember but we don't really talk about it and I've always worried about him. Like, committing suicide or taking his own life um but I don't just worry about that I've been worrying about you know my mum dying I think it's covid um has just made me think about death a lot and it's just kind of constantly on my brain that 
my loved ones could die at any moment and um, I guess my question is how to deal with that and be happy in the moment instead of just thinking about all the worst things that could happen to those you care about. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your question. It's really beautiful to hear how much you love the people in your life. And of course, naturally, we don't want to lose the people we love. I'm so sorry that your father's suicidal ideations have been so challenging for you. And I'm sorry that you've been put in that position of having to think about that possibility. Life in our human forms, we know, don't last forever, and our relationship to death is something we will all confront eventually. Every day on the news now, they show the death count from coronavirus. I don't know where you live, but here in the U.S., it's over 3,000 deaths per day. This is unprecedented and heartbreaking. Lots of us have already lost loved ones. The grief all over the world is palpable, and how can we expect to not be thinking and worrying about our loved ones right now? It's almost irresponsible not to think about it. But like every other thing in our lives we can worry about, there comes a point where we can become stuck in a thought pattern that doesn't serve us. Like you said in your message, you are aware that this worry is keeping you from living in the moment and enjoying the time you do have now with your loved ones. It doesn't protect them to be constantly worrying either. It's just not helpful. In fact, stress and worry can put a negative effect on the immune system, which is counterproductive. Part of the reason I think we are so afraid of death is because we don't often let ourselves think about it from a place of love. I heard a spiritual teacher once say that death is safe. I had never heard it put that way. Death is safe. And this part of me felt that on a very deep level. The perspective of my higher self Higher self isn't limited to this form and this world. Higher self is the eternal consciousness of love that we came from and that we will return to. The world we live in now is that of struggle. The world we live in now is that of fear. But it's not our true home. We have come here to transform this place to love. And we do our best with the time we have. Death isn't the end. It's just the end of what we can see and comprehend with the human mind we have been given. Like a baby in the womb, unaware of the world it's about to be born into, so are we unaware of what happens when we leave the body. It's true we don't want to lose our loved ones, but we only lose them in the physical. This is sad because of our attachment, but it's not a sad thing. So when you think of death, Try to remember the love inside of you that can never be destroyed, that's connected by a bond greater than our physical bodies. We are truly one consciousness in different forms. Can you feel the peace of that realization? That peace is where our loved ones go. And that is something to be joyous about, for it is truly a better place. When we're lost in our thoughts, We can't feel our higher self because higher self is channeled through the present moment. So what are some things you can do to quiet your mind and be in the moment? Have you tried meditation? 
It can be really challenging at first, but it does have a huge effect on relaxing your mind and gaining some control over choosing what to think about. What are some environmental changes that can happen in order to quiet your mind? Is it taking a walk, doing some physical exercise, baking some cookies? Could you journal about these thoughts so that it has an outlet? Because sometimes when we talk or write about it, we feel a sense of release from the attachment to the thought. We give it a little home to chill in. Have you spoken to a therapist about the effects your father's mental health has had on you and what boundaries you can create for yourself to keep yourself in an emotionally safe space as much as possible? When we want to snap out of a bad pattern, we have to actively give ourselves a replacement to fill that void. If you're stuck in a thought pattern and just try to not think it without making some kind of change, it's a lot harder to navigate. We have to prioritize our self-care because it is essential. It's the most important thing. Self-care is doing what you need to do to align with your higher self. Not only will it help ease your worry, but every aspect of your life will improve because you will be grounded in the truth of who you are. An eternal spirit full of love, having a human experience. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, An Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Content warning, the following question and answer mention sexual abuse. Hi, Bunny. Uh, Thank you so much for answering my question. Um, I really love your show and your approach to life and self. Uh, It is really grounding and I'm really grateful for it. Um, So two and a half months ago, I was sexually assaulted by my best friend uh, when I was blacked out. Uh, drunk and high at my house with our other friends. Um, I have almost no memories of uh, the entire encounter, and the one that I do have um, is when we were still fully clothed. Um, And the next day, she told me that she ate me out. She was also drunk, but um, not as drunk as me, uh, and... There were a lot of things about the situation that I can't remember, but that my friends witnessed that just pretty much made it clear that I was in no position to consent and that she knew that. So I've since um, cut her off and our friends have all believed me and supported me, which um, has been really, really great. And I'm well supported in the logistics of my life. Like um, I've had to quit my job, but that's kind of like, 
all right, like right, like my day to day kind of like needs are met, which I'm really, really grateful for. Um, and like I'm able to kind of exist in a stable state, which I am so grateful for in the pandemic and everything. Um, but I am really struggling internally a lot. Um, I am wondering, I kind of have a couple questions, so I'm going to phrase them well, hopefully. Um, so I'm wondering how I can balance my hurt with my grief for the friendship. Right now, it kind of feels like they are competing, um, and I end up sacrificing my ability to be angry to feelings of missing her. And I know it's not my fault, but because I miss the friendship, it is easier to fall into thinking like, oh, well, maybe if I had communicated it differently or if I did this or said that. Um, and then there's also kind of an extension of that where uh, I'm bisexual um, and this friend is one of the first women that I've had um, like a really sort of mm, like intense sort of super intimate friendship with you know with another queer person where you're like this is just a really good friendship but it's definitely a little bit mm, closer than like other friendships um, and so like the idea of our relationship crossing into sexual territory was something that I you know had thought about semi-positively before um she assaulted me but the only other times that I'd ever really considered it were other times that I was under the influence and so at first that kind of like past thinking of mine was part of why I blamed myself for what happened my assailant told me that I kissed her first and that you know I seemed to enjoy the things she did to me obviously that's like a very very terrible and gaslighting thing for her to say to me um but it sucks because I'm sure it is true that I kissed her first. Um, and so I'm, I'm really struggling with how to think about what my relationship to this person was and how it kind of fits into the same reality as my sexuality and how th those two things fit into the same reality of what this person did to me. Um, I know that's like a really, really, really big question, but it's kind of... That's kind of where I'm at. I'm feeling like I don't really know where to go from here spiritually. And I'm hoping that maybe you will have some ideas. Um, thank you so much. Uh, and I hope you have a good day. Hi, Han. Thank you for sharing your experience. I know that it's very vulnerable for you. I'm so sorry this happened, and I just want to reiterate to you that if you feel like you did not give your consent, then there was no consent given, and that is not in question. I'm so glad that you have friends that are supporting you. I also want to know if you would consider therapy or reaching out to some free or sliding scale sexual trauma centers just to try and get some experience guidance on a regular basis. Healing from this takes time and I don't want you to feel rushed to get over it or put any pressure on yourself in that regard. You will feel a roller coaster of emotions, angry one moment, feeling sad and ashamed another moment, questioning yourself another moment, feeling okay another moment, and then feeling angry all over again. And of course you're grieving the friendship. This wasn't a stranger that assaulted you, this was someone you trusted, and so you're also losing the expectations you had of this person. 
Grieving the friendship doesn't mean you think this person is a good friend now. It just means you're sad that this happened and you're really shocked. Because of generations of homophobia and transphobia, there's still a lot of misconceptions about domestic abuse and sexual abuse in queer relationships. They aren't taken as seriously as hetero relationships. But abuse and assault absolutely happen in queer relationships. And yes, the fact that this was one of your first physical queer experiences, you might feel like it colors your perspective on that part of your life. But I promise you that that is temporary. And you will go on to have safe and fulfilling and caring queer relationships in your life, both romantic and platonic. The spiritual component that I think you're searching for right now is your capacity to be compassionate with yourself as you navigate the situation. I get the sense you feel as if you're doing it wrong somehow, but you're not. Remember, your thoughts and emotions at any given moment are not the whole of who you are. Thoughts fluctuate, but the love inside you is always there, strong and grounded. And at any moment, you can look within and remind yourself of that. That is your stability. That is who is holding your hand along the path, your higher self. There isn't something you need to figure out. This isn't a test on how to handle this the quote-unquote right way. There is no right way. There is only compassion, compassion, compassion at every step. You don't have to be angry to know that what that person did was wrong. Just because you might still love that person on the level of spirit does not mean you will put yourself in harm's way. Trust your heart. You are incredibly wise. You knew what happened was wrong. You spoke out. You're in the beginning stages of healing. Do you have a spiritual practice? I was just thinking it's a good time to up that practice if you do or to start one if you don't. One thought that just came to my mind right now was for you to get a candle, a rose-colored one, or some color that reminds you of love. Light that candle when you're struggling in the pain and confusion of this experience. Light the candle, put your hand on your heart, and close your eyes and say this aloud. I am safe. I am loved. I am protected in my truth. I am healing myself. And I send love to all those out there that need healing. Hey, Bunny. Um, So I'm calling because I'm really struggling right now with social situations. I come from a long history of being mistreated in my family. Um, You know, my mom died when I was really young. I was sort of just kind of ignored growing up. My dad wasn't interested in being part of my life. My step-parent was really narcissistic and everything was about her. And basically I've just turned into this adult that is kind of very nervous and tense and unsure of myself especially in social situations because of the interpersonal wounds that I carry and 
It's the most painful thing because all I want is close connection with people. I don't really have a close family. Um, like because, like I said, my parents are not involved, and I just don't really have any close family. I don't really have a big group of friends. I do have some very close friends um, and a good partner. Um, and I'm working on building that community for myself, although sometimes I don't really know how to. Um, but anyway, it's just kind of this catch-22 because it's like I want to feel close to people, but I'm kind of afraid to let my guard down. But I have to do that in order to get close to people. Um, I also just got into this new relationship with a person that is wonderful and I'm even noticing myself having a hard time trusting him and being fully myself with him. I'm nervous about meeting the people that are close to him in his life because I'm just constantly afraid that I'm not good enough, that I need to be a certain way, that, you know, I'm just inherently unlikable or awkward or and um, I've been in therapy for over three years and I see my therapist twice a week and it's been so incredibly helpful um, in getting myself to a place where I can use mindfulness to get in touch with my body when my nervous system is feeling activated and you know, I, I feel like I have a pretty decent toolbox of things that help me, but I'm still just struggling. So I feel like the framework of the higher self might be helpful. But um, yeah, I don't know what kind of advice you might have to offer someone in a position like me. But thank you. I love your podcast. It's been so helpful. Um, and I wish you all the best. Thank you. What you have illustrated to me here is all your fears. Fear is really powerful, but it isn't the truth of who you are. It's wonderful that you are in therapy and working on your healing and dedicating yourself to being aware of why you have the patterns that you have and wanting to change those patterns. I encourage everyone I know to go to therapy if they're able to. Because having someone to talk to once a week and someone to encourage your accountability of taking care of yourself is such a privilege. The higher self perspective focuses more on spirit and reminding you who you are beyond your story, who you are beyond your triggers, your trauma, your social anxiety. All of your past and the things you have gone through are important, but they're not the full story. The path of healing is multifaceted because on the material level, the ego level, the part of you that is separate from other people is wounded. Those wounds need care and attention and compassion and patience. They need less judgment and more encouragement and optimism. You are already doing that work. Why are you doing that work? Wouldn't it be easier to just unconsciously go through your life just reacting without any accountability, avoiding any tough situations, staying away from any relationships that make you vulnerable, never trying to make new friends? 
The part of you that is pushing you to grow is your higher self. It's who you are beyond all the things that happened, beyond your experiences. It's the wisdom of love. You were born full of unapologetic love. You were born knowing you deserved care, knowing you were worthy of joy. And then things happened and you were made to forget who you really are. This path isn't just about uncovering your story because that can only get you so far. This path is about uncovering your spirit. It's not about changing your mind. It's about listening to your heart. You have all that you need and you always have. When you know who you really are, you acknowledge the fears you're moving through, but you don't let them trick you into believing them. When you know who you are, you surround yourself with people, places, and things that align with your spirit and give it room to shine. When you know who you are, you have a light force of protection, an impenetrable aura that cannot be diminished by ignorance or hatred or judgment. When you know who you are, you see other people beyond their stories. You see that every living being is connected and everyone is simply where they are in the journey of their own self-realization, their own realization of their higher selves. There's actually nothing to fear. You are safe. This is the time for faith in who you really are. Faith removes fear's power. It might seem like all this is coming up because something is wrong, but all this is coming up because you've been working on yourself. You are leveling up. So more is coming into your awareness and sometimes that can make you feel like you're moving backwards, but you're not. You're right where you need to be. Love brings up all the things that would get in its way because it's love that wants you to be healed. That's why this new relationship is scaring the shit out of you because you have to let yourself realize you deserve it. I want you to take a deep breath and tell yourself not to worry so much. Everything is actually going well. Sure, you might still need to grow in many respects, but who doesn't? Maybe you're not the social butterfly you desire to be, but let's take it one step at a time. This is a marathon, not a sprint. You got this. Well, that's it for the questions and for this week's episode. Thank you so much for being with me. It was a really, really great episode to work through and record with some beautiful vulnerability. And I just want to thank everyone who sends in a question and is so gracious in their vulnerability because it's really helping a lot of people to know that we're not alone in our issues. We're all dealing with something. We've all been dealt different cards, but we're all on the same journey. However you're celebrating the holidays, I wish you a very peaceful, loving, warm, nurturing time full of love and appreciation and gratitude for all the blessings that you have and the blessing that you are. Remember, I love you and so does your higher self. See you next week. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 